Yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays? Uh, one interesting thing about doing this podcast on Zoom is that now you can see just how many openings I have memorized. Yes. So that's fun. But only real fans of the podcast, true hardcore fans of this podcast, would know two things about the both of us. Two absolute and totally 100% really real facts about the both of us, America's hottest podcasting couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first fact, which is about you, Bunny, is that when you are not recording this podcast, and I don't think a lot of people know this about you because you're so humble, is that you actually write songs for legendary singer Celine Dion. Bunny, why don't you get a taste of some of your uh, some of the Celine Dion songs you've written? Well, one, unfortunately, uh, that Celine Dion wound up turning down on me um, and is recently in the news, and I am getting no credit for it whatsoever, is Wet yeah. Ass Pussy. Uh, yes. So Celine did not want to sing for some reason, probably because she's Canadian. She did not want to sing Wet Ass Pussy. Um, so that's one that got turned down. Um, uh, she, she, uh, did like, but has never performed, uh, where the Buffalo stampede, the children, um, she did like that one very much and God damn, could she sing it too? bring a fucking tear to your eye, but, uh, she's never, she's never actually sung it in any performance or anything like that. I, I don't know why, but fuck it. I got paid. Um, and then, and then there is uh, licking Satan's asshole. Uh, yeah. Celine, Celine was really choked. It was a, it was a birthday gift from me to her. Actually, is what it was more or less. Uh, so, so she just said she'll just treasure it forever. And this one, she says she, she just won't perform it because it's just such a person. Uh, licking Satan's asshole is just such a personal song for her. Yeah, but she doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 and of course there are a lot more. I can go on and on, but yeah, I've heard, I've heard a number of them. My favorite song that you ever wrote for Celine Dion is the catchy, upbeat number "It's Okay to Leave Your Dog in a Hot Parked Car." <laughs> that was my favorite one. I don't know why she yes. passed on that one, but that one was my favorite. Fun fact. Fun fact. Celine Dion was discovered by her manager when she was 12 years old. Yes. Uh, her manager was like, oh, you are a, an amazing singer and you're 12 years old and I'm in my late 30s. I'm going to wait until you're 18 to marry you. Okay. And so her husband... A longtime husband, which died, who died a number of years ago, yeah, met his future wife when she was twelve years old, and uh, uh, that's creepy AF. Yes, it is. And so I, I always tried not to hate on Celine Dion because, in my mind, she was a victim. But 
I don't think anybody's ready for that conversation. So, so there's that. And the second thing, the second fact that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do here is I like to take a story from history and reword it via my own unique uh, razzmatazz. And so that's what this is. Steve's Historic Approximations! Dun, 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 dun. Or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name SHAP. It's short, it's quirky, and it's fun, and it doesn't get the attention it deserves. It's the John Lovitz of podcast segments. <laughs> and so this week on the old Shap and Shap Shap, we will be discussing the surprising similarity between the coronavirus outbreak of 2020 uh, and the sinking of the Titanic in 1912. At first glance, uh, there is seemingly very little, if anything, in common between the sinking of the Titanic and and, and our present uh, situation, except perhaps the fact that uh, President Trump is sinking democracy into the ocean, just like the Titanic sunk. But there's a story about the sinking of the Titanic. It 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 is a pretty a fairly well known titanic story i believe they did a drunk history about it i'm not sure and this story about the titanic just absolutely radiates 2020 the pandemic the lockdown quarantine all of it and i love this freaking story okay so much uh uh, and this story, as popular as it is in certain circles, I'm honestly shocked that more people don't know about it. Anyway, here's the shaft. It's the story of Charles Jockin. Okay. It, the last name is spelled J-O-U-G-H-I-N, but apparently it was pronounced Jockin. So just to make it easier on me for the rest of this chap, I'm just going to call him Charles Jackin. Okay. Just to make it easy. Charles Jackin, that's who we're talking about. He was born in August of 1878. I love you, Eleanor. I love you. Thank you. You'll be fine, okay? I love you. I love you, honey. He was born in August of 1878 in some place in England I've never heard of. He was called to the sea at a very young age. He first sailed at age 11, and he docked it. Charles was also really good in the kitchen. He was a really good cook, a damn good cook. So eventually he started, he, he brought his two loves together, and he started cooking for ships and cooking for cruises and making bank. He made sick bank from being head chef on an ocean liner. And in, uh, uh, he eventually uh, like settled down and married a woman, Louise, in 1879. And they had two kids. But the third kid died and the wife died along with him. Very sad. All the sad. So um, Titanic. OK, so Charles Jackinet was hired as the head baker on the Titanic. He was the head baker. There he is right there for those okay. of you watching this. 
ago. He was the head baker on the Titanic. He had a whole crew of people working underneath him. This is a big deal, right? Yes. Yes, deal. In fact, as the chief baker on the Titanic, Charles made 15 British pounds a month in 1912, which, when adjusted for inflation, equals about 1500 pounds today which is round about two thousand dollars so not too yeah. shabby he's yeah. making a decent amount of money a month uh as the head chef of the titanic okay there's an orange cat outside yeah we're like Oh my goodness, how many cats walking across the street right now how many cats fighting Oh, weird. Yeah. We we are a we are an animal We seem to have locked up. Oh, there we go. You sound okay. You were just coming back. Kind of weird. Okay. So, this baker, the there you are. Hey, buddy. Hey there. Okay. All right. Dude, what? Aaron's almost got hit by a car. Aaron's almost got hit by a car. Aaron's almost got hit by a car. Why are you so hittable? Okay. So, so we good? We just saw we're good. Garfield. You just saw Garfield outside. Okay, gotcha. Okay, you go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I, I'm really into this. Okay, so this baker, Charles Jacken, he is 2020. This story happened in 1912, but Jesus Christ, this guy is 2020. He is quarantine vibe. Okay, big time. He is basically the patron saint of the coronavirus. Okay. Because he... Uh, because it's late in the evening, April 14th, 1912. He's had a long day of baking and telling people what to do. He's tired. It's like 9 o'clock and he's like, I've had a hearty dinner. I'm going to go to my cabin and go to sleep. So he goes to his cabin it's 19 it's april 14th 1912 he 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 really likes alcohol yeah. and he's like i'm going to start drinking some whiskey I'm gonna have myself a nightcap cuz it's not like anything's happening tonight it's a regular night on the titanic i'm going to have a whiskey maybe another whiskey maybe a third whiskey I am going to be heading to bed soon. Maybe another whiskey. Okay, this is the last whiskey. And then I'm going to bed. And then suddenly, the ship hits an iceberg. And he is already a few whiskeys in when the ship hits the iceberg. And, and here's the cool part, is that apparently he's so drunk that that just calms him down. Yeah. In the face of a crisis. And I understand this because... At a, when I was in a robbery at the bookstore that I was working at, 
I was having some teeth problems. And so I had some painkillers. And so right before closing, I said to myself, you know what? It's going to take about 45 minutes to close. And then after that, it's going to take about an hour to drive home. And so if I take a painkiller now, right before we close, it should kick in right about the time when I get home and I can take a nice nap. So I took a painkiller. And then an hour later, when there's a guy suddenly appearing in the back room with a gun threatening to kill all of us, yeah. I was calm as fuck because the painkiller had kicked in at that point. <laughs> The three other women that were at the that were working with me that night were like freaking out, and I was just like, "Guys, it's okay. We're gonna get through this." And I was the calm voice of reason, and that was fifty percent because I was brave, and fifty percent the narcotics I was on. <laughs> like, wow! So I fully understand uh, Charles Jackin. And 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 he's just he's just totally mellow, you know. Yeah. And he's just in his room, and he's like, "The ship has hit an iceberg," and he's like, "Well, shit." <laughs> One more whiskey, so he has another whiskey, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna help out." So they so shortly after hitting the iceberg, they ordered the ship eva- the ship's evacuation, and so Charles gets his crew together of uh, cooks that work under him. 13 different cooks. And Charles Jockin goes, okay, we have a job and God damn it, we are going to do it. I want each and every lifeboat to have bread because they are going to be out there in the ocean, in the elements. Who knows how long it's going to be until someone's going to save them. We need to make sure that every lifeboat has bread in it. Snap to it. Come on, let's go. And so his team, bread in hand, rushes to the lifeboats and because of Charles... Every lifeboat had a shit ton of bread. Okay. Very forward thinking. Like, good for him. So then Charles follows his team to the lifeboat. So he's up there, and he's helping all of the other senior crew members uh, in assisting women and children to get into the lifeboats. Okay? Now, there's about three kick-ass moments in this story. Number one is he's already drinking heavily, and then the ship hits the iceberg, and he's like, okay... This is crazy. Maybe a few more whiskeys, and then we'll go, and yeah. then we'll hand. So he, so, so like, oh, we've hit an iceberg. What time is it? Whiskey o'clock. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, cool. Part number one. Here's cool part number two. He's helping women and children into the lifeboats. Here you go, ma'am. This way, ma'am. Here you go. But a lot of people. When they started evacuating, a lot of people were like, you want me, this rich-ass white person, you want me to get into this small, rickety motherfucking lifeboat and go out into the ocean? No. I'm sure we'll be safer on the boat. Oh, God, yeah. A lot of people died because they felt that it was safer on the Titanic. I'd rather be on this big-ass ship than on a rickety-ass wooden boat in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to be safer on the boat. So and Charles Jackin is a bit drunk at this point. Yeah. And he, he's just, we're, yes, okay, ma'am, to lifeboats. Uh, yes, here you go. Lifeboats, okay, right over. 
uh, hello, right over here. And women start saying, I'm not going to go. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go on that lifeboat. I'm going to stay right here. And he's like, ma'am, 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 we, we need get on the lifeboat. No, I'm going to stay here. Ma'am, uh, we, we need you on the lifeboat. No, there's nothing you can do. And, and Charles Jackin just said, you know what? Fuck it. Yay. And he starts <laughs> throwing women and children onto the fucking lifeboats. <laughs> and there's a kid like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And he's like, kid, I've had enough of your shit. Picks him up. Yay. And he's throwing children off of the Titanic. And women are like, I'm not going on there. I'm not going on there. And he's like, no, you're going to get on the fucking lifeboat. Picks her up, throws her. He's throwing women and children. And that's awesome. And apparently, it, it's awesome. Drunk. And it's unique. I mean, I mean, like, here is a brilliant way to solidify yourself as a hero while possibly increasing your body count. Yeah, yeah. So he's so he's throwing women and children off of the off of the Titanic into the lifeboats and everything. He's just throwing women and children. He's literally chucking women and children onto the lifeboats. And and so near the end, they say to him, they say, okay, uh, Charles Jackin, you're going to be the captain of lifeboat 10, so get on there. And he just goes, if I don't get on lifeboat 10, that's one more woman or child that can be saved. No, I'm not getting on the lifeboat. Someone else can take my spot. Yeah. So, uh, so he gave up his lifeboat spot so that someone else can be saved on a lifeboat. Yeah. And that's awesome. So, so he is. So eventually he goes, well, we're out of lifeboats. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to see just how much I, alcohol I can drink before I fucking drown to death. <laughs> Bye. And that's exactly what he did. He went back to his room and said, fuck it, and started getting shit face fucking drunk. Drinking whiskey, drinking whiskey, drinking whiskey, drinking whiskey. How 2020 is that, Bunny? Yes. How? Yes. Uh, me, this British baker in 1912, that's peak 2020. Yes, it is. Huge quarantine energy. This man is the patron saint of the coronavirus. <laughs> okay, so we're all going to die. Great. I'm going to see how drunk I can get. And apparently in the goddamn film titanic there is a deleted scene where you see everyone running everyone running everyone running and it slowly pans to uh the railing of the titanic and you just see a calm ass man just going <laughs> drinking on the railing of the titanic while everyone else freaks the fuck out apparently that's a deleted scene so how drunk did he get well eventually he got an idea and it's either brilliant or stupid, but he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Guys, guys, I, I've got an idea. OK, let's see how many wooden chairs we can find and just fucking throw them off the boat. It was his idea that, like, the more wooden chairs you could find and throw out into the ocean, the more people could survive by hanging on to the chairs. 
Okay. So, so the water starts rushing into the Titanic, and everyone's freaking out. Meanwhile, here's a drunk baker going, "I found another chair! Yay! <laughs> okay, where's where's the other? I, oh, two more chairs! Fuck it! Ocean chairs!" And he's throwing chairs off of the Titanic. He threw fifty chairs into the ocean. Well, once you throw your first kid over the railing. Yeah. It really becomes an addiction. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. He got... He, he would next being like, oh, my God, you know what they need? They need glassware. Let's start throwing all the glassware. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charles Jackin was the last person aboard the Titanic. How... Well, the story is fucking wonderful. He got shit-faced drunk. So drunk that he was seen by numerous survivors as the Titanic makes its way uh, vertically and is being lowered down into the ocean. He grabbed onto the railing of the Titanic right at the end, right at the tip, at the tippy top of the Titanic. He grabbed onto the railing, stood on it, and rode the Titanic down into the ocean like an elevator. Oh, God. Okay. That is badass. Like a mouse. Yeah. Everyone's, like, falling off of the ship and screaming, and you just see one drunken guy just going, Hey, guys. <laughs> this is fun. Charles, are you drunk? Yes! How drunk are you? Yes! <laughs> now, here's the amazing part. I'm going to drop a little bit of science on you right now, Bonnie. The water was cold, obviously. Um, Charles Jack and it went into the ocean around 2 a.m. The water at that time was negative 2 degrees centigrade, mm. so about 28 degrees Fahrenheit. That's really fucking cold. That is yeah. really fucking So cold that most people died within 15 to 30 minutes. The survivors in the lifeboats likened the noise to a stadium full of rowdy sports fans screaming and yelling. And then, as the time passed, that stadium getting quieter and quieter, and then silence. Second lasted two goddamn hours! <laughs> In negative two degrees centigrade, freezing cold ocean water. He lasted for two whole hours. Why? Because he was fucking drunk. Yeah. He got so drunk that he accidentally saved his own life. He, the freezing a point of alcohol is lower. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole ocean of dead bodies. Just die in there. And apparently the way that he rode the the Titanic like an elevator, not once did he get his hair wet. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> Boss. <laughs> this is the most 2020 than anyone in 1912 has ever been. He was yes, saved after... 
two hours in the freezing cold water. Only six people survived in the water, and Charles Jackin was one of those, thanks to his drinking. And when they pulled him out of the freezing cold water after two hours and asked him if he was all right, all he said was, well, my feet kind of hurt. And that was it. That was it. He survived thanks to alcohol. And the crazy thing is, he went back to being a baker on cruise ships. Hey, it was still good money. I imagine that his mind, his his way of thinking was, well, I've already had the worst happen to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's not going to happen again. Well, yeah, what are the odds that, like, a second Titanic is going to happen? I should be fine. And if it does happen again, I know what to do. Just get fucking drunk. Yeah. This is a wonderful story. And I, I, I know I usually say this at the end of every chap, but goddamn, more people need to know about Charles Jockin. Yes. Yes, they do, damn it. His own life. Thanks to alcohol. There is a scene in Titanic where you see like Jack and Rose and they're on the railing as it's going down. If you look really closely, you do see like a man in a baker outfit climb on there as well. And there he's right next to Jack and Rose. So he is in the movie Titanic for a couple of seconds. Yeah. Oh, so there's there's that. But that's an amazing story. I love this man. This man is my new hero. (laughs) This story is great. Anyway, that's it for Steve's historic approximations this week. Next week, something. What I don't know. But one thing that's been amazing is how many shaps have just fallen on my lap lately. So uh, we'll, we'll, another shap will come our way. Yes. I'm excited about that. So be sure and join us next week for more Steve's Historic Approximations.